as the myth turns. Because mythology is the greatest soap opera of all time. With your cultural interns, Eris and Z. Interns because we're not professionals. And we're not getting paid. Hey guys, I'm Eris. And I'm Z. And we're back! Woo! Yay! <laughs> so we're back actually like in a in a studio again, which is Actually, I mean, not sort of new for us because we've been doing it for Thib, but yeah. anyway, we're back with ATMT. Yeah. And we're going to talk to you about half people, half animals. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Half human creatures. Just because that's basically kind of how I've been feeling for this last year. Yeah. Little feral. <laughs> little. Yeah. Little, uh, not not accurate, but we'll go with that. I like, I like, I feel like it's a compliment at this point to say <laughs> I was a little feral. Yeah. I was very, I mean, I full on was just like, no, nah, I understand my cat now. Yeah. yeah. Like new things come into the house and I literally like, no, nah, I have to scent mark it. I can't. <laughs> you're, you're coming into my space. Well, I guess let's kick it off with, uh, it's kind of human-ish, not necessarily half human, humanoid. Mm. Uh, the mandrake root plant thing. Legend says that uh, mandrake roots are born from the dripping fat or blood or semen of a hanged man. And that's how you get it, which is super nasty. Gross, yeah, yeah. gross. <laughs> uh, sometimes they're male and sometimes they're female. They don't really have like a... Like, I think centaurs are often men, if if I'm not mistaken. No? They can be. I mean, all the all the named ones are, like, dudes, but yeah. also Greek mythology, so, like... Yeah, eh. that's true. <laughs> well, this, the magic group doesn't seem to have a preference. The legend says that if you pull it from the earth, its screams will either severely hurt you or kill you. And so there's an old quote-unquote trick where you can tie a dog's leash to the plant, like, leaves of it, and then go away from the dog and then call it with a treat and the screams will kill the dog instead of you, which is oh. um, a terrible trick. <laughs> like that's, okay, that's... so what they're really saying is just attach some type of really long tether mm. and then pull it out from a distance. Yeah. Why but, add but the dog into the mix? I think, I think it's because like the the plant will scream until something, like its attacker is dead or gotcha. whatever. So. Okay, so there needs to be a sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. So, but still, um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's really morbid. It's a fa- part of the nightshade family. So it used to be used as like anesthetic and an aphrodisiac uh, by the Greeks, and then it was also used for fertility by the Hebrews. Um, and some people carry it around to like encourage wealth and power and the ability to control their destiny and other people's destinies. And this is like such a commonplace thing that the Catholics accused Joan of Arc of carrying Mandrake Rura. I mean, they had other things that they were concerned about, but that was like one of the extra you like... Add it to the list of charges. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And most notably, Mandrake Roots have been in um, Shakespeare plays, in Pan's Labyrinth, in Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Also, like, a shit ton of video games, but, I mean, video games are always stealing from mythology. Yeah. That's actually really cool. I feel like the scream killing people is something that, like, people get confused with banshees. Mm. And this is probably where that, the whole, like, oh, a banshee scream will kill you. No, it just means that someone's gonna die that you know. Yeah. But everyone's like, oh, it'll kill you. And I'm like, I think that's the mandrake root. I think that's where people are getting those wires crossed on. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Cool, cool, cool. So kind of speaking of like, hey, fantasy games always pulling from mythology. This is one, when I was studying it, I realized there's a ton, especially Final Fantasy that they pull Mm. with centaurs, which is like, okay, Final Fantasy doesn't have that many centaurs, but 
I learned that centaurs are kind of like a maid species. Mm-hmm. They all come from this one dude named Centaurus, mm-hmm. who was the child of Ixion. So that should be really familiar for Final Fantasy fans because it's always like the horse lightning god. Anyway. Yeah. But he's not in the, in mythology, it was, Ixion was the king of Lapithus or Lapiths. I can't read my writing. I'm so sorry. I'm the worst researcher. Why, why do you guys listen to me? Anyway, he's the king of this place. And then Nephele, who is not Hera, but an image of Hera made out of a cloud made by Zeus because Zeus heard this king dude Ixion saying, man, I'd really like to bang your wife. And Zeus is like, not on my watch (laughs) or maybe on my watch. I don't know, whatever. He made like a cloud of his wife and then kind of gave her like, actual i don't know if he gave the her. first ever blow-up doll oh yes yeah wow. and then and then i guess the blow-up doll actually had a baby and it was like this half horse half man centaurus and then man. he was like instead of leaning into the man thing i'm just gonna do a bunch of horses and so all, right. all the chil- all the centaurs are children of centaurus and like this really hot ass like couple of horses that he found, you know, in Thessaly, I guess. That's right. basically how I mean, that shook out. <laughs> it's, not, it's not my kink, but hey, you no know, shame. You know what? If Loki decides, if he could be like, what if I turn myself into a horse and then fuck another horse and have a horse baby? I think maybe this is just a common thing through multiple mythologies. I, I think guess. I think there were a lot of people that spent too much time with their horses I, I mean, <laughs> that made these, I mean, these mythologies. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, so, so centaurs are... In Greek mythology, in like in the root mythology, they are lustful and wild and kind of feral. So like I totally get it. They can be, I mean, like almost like seduced with wine, and they they go almost berserk, which is mm. not a Greek thing, but I think I think it's an apt description. But there are a couple of centaurs. Um, they're named like like I said, like they're all dudes. So like, but it's Greek mythology, so who knows? That are considered like especially Chiron is the carrot. C-H-I-R-O-N. Anyway, he is, like, wise and civilized and a great teacher and, like, taught a bunch of people different stuff. Um, Primarily, Hercules is, like, where the big part of his story comes from. Mm. So, in part of the Hercules... Actually, if you want to read about centaurs, you should read about Hercules because a lot of our centaur myth survived through the the Hercules stories. Mm And uh, so one of them was Chiron. There's like stuff that goes down, whatever. He gets injured. Hercules messes up trying to like bandage him, which is actually kind of sad because Chiron was uh, really good at healing, mm. supposedly. Like that was one of his big skill sets is that he uh, knew how to heal people. And I guess he was injured in a way that needed like an extra set of hands or something like that. So Hercules tries to do it, but messes it up so badly. He smears like hydro blood in the wound, which caused him like basically like, just crippling pain just like for mm. like it never healed right it was always terrible it always hurt uh and so which is one of the main defining reasons for when hercules asks his dad zeus to free prometheus and zeus is like okay but i need to have like it's got to be like a life for a life or whatever like there's got to be like a sacrifice mm. Chiron is like i volunteer 
Seriously, sign me up. I'm ready to die. <laughs> and Hercules, and I guess Hercules and Zeus were like, all right. And so they free Prometheus and then Chiron dies. And that's like, unfortunately, the end of Chiron's story. Oh, they say. I don't, I've been saw some Greek mythology, so I, I feel like that's basically it. That's um, true. Right? <laughs> Centaurs are very popular in Greek art. So much that there is a, uh, there's an actual word called centaurmaki, which means like usually art but it's the war between gods and centaurs hmm. and you find it in greek art a lot especially the amphoras like those like a uh, vase vessels with little handles on them mm-hmm. yeah you that's where you see a lot of the centaur maki nice it's just them shooting bows at gods as one does as one does but it happens so often that the historians are like we need our own word for this yeah <laughs> because dang there's a lot of art nice very centaurs. interesting I have a lot more on centaurs, honestly. The word for a half-man, half-donkey centaur is onocentaur. Okay. A little, little, little donkey guy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the so there's, there's several centaurs, actually. I say centaur. That's because it's the Greek word that I'm familiar with and, like, from, mm-hmm. like, a Western viewpoint. Um, but the, the, the idea of like a half person, half horse is very common in a lot of different cultures, Mm. possibly because it's one of those, like people rode horses a lot. So it was really easy to kind of turn it into like a symbol. Mm. Um, one of them being the Angate, which is from the Philippines. They're female only. They have a long unicorn horn Mm. usually, uh, and they love jewelry. What, you got any other centaur creatures? God, there's there's so many, and then then you get into like, not quite horses, but like the minotaur, which is like a bull mm-hmm. man, but that's like the opposite, you know. It's yeah. more the the head and the little little feeties, yeah, a little human feeties, and, yeah, you know, stuck in the labyrinth. And then you can even go the other way. You can go fawns. You can just sort of branch out from there. Um, yeah, the the bovine or like equestrian human mix is very yeah. popular i found the kusariku which is like mesopotamian sumerian it's okay. like it means bull man okay. and it's like the arms and the torso and the head of a human and then the ears horns and hindquarters of a bull okay and it like it walks upright and it's usually male okay and I, I didn't see any mention of females like they're hmm. just they're just dudes yeah. um and they were like the doormen to to protect places from intruders and stuff oh neat okay. yeah um yeah, yeah, yeah. and they, they they were like considered uh sages who guarded against influence of evil spirits and um like the constellation centaurus was also called the kusariku constellation oh interesting so, and they're associated with the mesopotamian god of justice so oh that's neat that's yeah. neat there's a little centaur cousin related little something or other <laughs> no for sure and yeah and like i said like i feel like a lot of different cultures are like oh like let's just really easy to smush yeah you smush these people together there's the reverse centaur mm-hmm. that actually has its own name Oh yeah, where you have like the head of a horse and the the body of a man. It's like the reverse centaur. <laughs> I saw this. I saw this this Tumblr post one time that was like, uh, this person wanted to play a D and D character who was that who whose yeah. dad was, uh, head uh, horse headed human, mm-hmm. and then his mom was a centaur. Yeah, and he was just a regular talking horse. Yes. And I thought that was hilarious. I was like, that's a great idea. I want that. I yeah. want to play that character. Yeah. I want to so bad. Different cultures have either a lot of like half man, half beast, and then others ones are like, and we got like five or six. And then Greek is definitely on that, like, okay, but what if we're all half animal? Yeah. I mean, they're very, very like tuned into that idea of like, but what if 
we were all just yeah half beast and there's a part of me that kind of wonders without going i'm sure somebody's done like a paper or something mm. on it but it makes me wonder if like one of their primary things that they were worried about as far as like spirituality or ethics or whatever is the idea of like how do we define humanity like how how close to animal are we like how are like clearly they're trying to strive above but like worried that they are nothing more than basically just animals and i'm like you know what that's the thing i worry about sometimes one in the morning and i'm just sitting around my (laughs) underwear like eating like ice cream right out of the tub and i'm just like am i really that different (laughs) from like the raccoon outside yeah so i feel like that like sometimes when i get drunk i'll i'll open something and i'll eat some of it and i'll close it and put it back and then i'll, I'll come by when i'm so, like sober again and i'll find it and i'll be like it's already open and there's stuff missing but there's still some here like excellent and like just eat the rest of it like <laughs> kind of like like critter found it on the ground kind of style oh god yeah. i when i'm tired i will just continually make the same snack circuit <laughs> and it's only when i'm like kind of half asleep and yeah. i'm just like oh Get some chips. Oh, get some cookies. Oh, get some chips. Yeah. Oh, get some cookies. <laughs> hey guys, this is Eris Cuttigan for our regularly scheduled commercial break. I would like to thank Mac Boyle for producing and uh, helping us get set up with Party Now Apocalypse Later, who hosts us. Mac is Mac is great. I am talking to Mac right now. And he is trying desperately not to look at me because he is a fine, fabulous human being. And honestly, you should go check out Party Now uh, Apocalypse later. You should go check out PartyApocalypse.com because his books and stuff are on there. And like, you should read them. Especially because I know that he, he did just finish writing one. It'll be a while until you can get to it. But it'll be there and you should get it. And it's really good. <laughs> Thank you, Mac Boyle, for, for putting up with our shenanigans and editing our stuff and, and generally just being an all-around swell guy. I don't know what we did to convince you to join us on our shenanigans. But somehow we did and I am forever grateful. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, thanks Party Now Apocalypse Later Industries for hosting us and for letting us do cool podcasts. Uh, if you like this podcast, uh, you you should go there and check us check out our old episodes. But you should also check out uh, The Holodeck is Broken, which me and Z are on. Mm-hmm. And it's a Star Trek Watch Rewatch podcast, and I like it. I think you should listen to it. I talk a lot about Spock. Spock is my favorite character. If anybody hurts Spock, I will find you. I will come and get you. <laughs> I will knock on your door and be like, um, actually, Spock is the best, okay? I ship Chekhov and Sulu, for sure. Oh, man. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> you should listen to us. You should listen to us, our, our mouth word noises. Yeah. They're pretty neat. Here's our fact of the day. Did you know... That sloths live the majority of their lives in trees. I actually didn't know that. But what I did not know is that they come down to the ground only once a week to poop. I recognize that. Yeah. That, yeah. No, I get it. I feel like I feel like that's really a courtesy to humans because how terrifying would it be if you're like going through the jungle in search of like, I don't know, the fountain of youth or something. <laughs> 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 and uh, you're walking under some trees and just a giant pile of shit falls from the from the sky because because the sloth just 
let it loose. Yeah. So I feel like that's, you know, like they were like, you know what? Let me spare future adventurers. And, For sure. Yeah. And take my poo on the ground. <laughs> and like they eat a lot of leaves and twigs. So it's probably similar to like cow dung. Oh, oh that man. shit is nasty. Just like a, oh. That shit is <laughs> So gross. So, I mean, thank you, Slots. Thank you for being adorable and for also safely placing your feces on the ground. Right. So it's not, you know, mucking with anybody's day. Now back to the episode. There's also another big half man, half animal. Yeah. Mermaids. Yeah. I mean, they're half fish. I mean, that's, those are mermaids. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, mermaids are really cool. I think we've done some stuff about mermaids before, mm-hmm. but I have found, um, I found more mermaids because apparently just like half man, half horse, mm-hmm. mermaids are kind of a thing that a lot of people are like, okay, but have you considered she's part fish? Right. <laughs> and then weirdly enough, and I, like, I, I said it and I even felt gross because I was like, usually the end of that statement is like, and then I fucked her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because for some reason, fish are sexy in a lot of mythology or something. I'm not sure I'm there yet. But, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll read the story. Zhao Ren are Chinese mermaids, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, they're either... Uh, there's a couple of different subclasses. Isn't really quite the right word. But there's some stories where they're more like half dragon people. Like serpent dragon mm-hmm. people. Um, but there's a lot of stories where they're half shark. Nice. And, and then they're basically the kind of mermaids that, like, like to eat people. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I really I really like the shark idea. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. But either dragon or shark, um, when they cry, they cry pearls. That's badass. Which I thought was amazing. Anyway. That's, I mean, after that, it's just pretty much like, yep, yeah, half, half uh, aquatic thing. Yeah. Um, and half person. Um, like to eat people. All right. Got it. You know, I'm, I'm with you. They cry pearls. Um, I was on TikTok recently, mm-hmm. and this person was doing a review of books that, and I wish I could remember the, the account that it was, because I'd recommend them. They're really funny. But it was, like, books that I've read that were not my cup of tea, but might be yours. And <laughs> there was there was a book by PC Cast, who wrote the House of Night yeah. series with her daughter. But I think PC Cast was, was the sole writer on this book, and I don't remember the name of the book either. But it was, like, mermaids. Like, this girl can become a mermaid and, like, the love interest is a mermaid. Mm-hmm. And so there's a scene. It's an adult book. And so there's this scene where they have sex as mermaids. And the, the TikToker was, like, trying to describe it. And I was just sitting there, like, in shock just listening. Because, like, there's flaps involved. And, I mean, like, I was like, So they didn't no. go the fish route. Like, they went more like the dolphin or whale route? Yes. Oh, man. See, I was okay with the idea of where we just like, I want to lay my eggs, and then you're just going to shoot your sperm over the eggs, and that's how we have babies. And we're like, nothing actually touches? Nope. Nope, not in this book. Oh, no. Yeah. Jeez. So, actually, I'm talking about fucking mermaids. I'm sorry. It is going to be the worst thing. Speaking of having so, sex with uh, the aquatic, right? Okay, For, I I, I want to make a little bit of a tangent here. I just recently learned about a thing that's actually been around on the internet for a while. It's mm. called the John, Jack Harkness test from Doctor Who. Basically, is it fuckable? Yeah. Um, or rather, should you fuck it? The yeah. ethics of 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 having sex yeah. with uh species that are not technically oh Human. your own, yeah. 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 And part of it is, are they the age of majority? And can they enthusiastically consent? 
Yes. Um, which also means a part of a part of that is um, their level of not sentience but communication skills. Mm-hmm. Can they communicate to you their enthusiastic consent? Yeah. I feel like a lot of Greek mythology does not. I shouldn't say Greek. A lot of mythology all over the world maybe could have benefited. Yeah, from the Jack Arkness <laughs> From the test. Jack Arkness test. Yeah. Because there's so much of like, okay, I get it. I get that you could have sex with it. Yeah. But should you have done? Because there's bestiality in there too. If yeah. the animal is not sentient and and cannot provide enthusiastic yeah. consent, then like, that's bestiality. But then it dawned on me that Scooby-Doo... Would, would would technically speaking not be bestiality because I don't he, like that idea. I know <laughs> it hurts me. It hurts me, but it fits. Like I'm offended he, for Scooby. Like, <laughs> here's the thing: they have Scooby would have to provide enthusiastic consent, right? Which I mean, Scooby can say no, right? Right, but but I mean, if Scooby says yes and you were so inclined, that that would be okay. I. Don't know that it would be. <laughs> the the Lion King is. I think I think maybe Simba too. If if Simba now the question is, can Simba speak to people? Like I mean, Simba and Timon, if they were all into it, I mean, they could because they can speak to each other is and that, provide is enthusiastic that, okay, Is consent. that bestiality? If two separate speed animal species have sex together, is that bestiality? See, I don't or, know. Or or no, just specifically humans and anything right. else. Yeah. These Honestly, are these yeah. are the questions that we have. <laughs> these are the, these are the questions that haunt me at night. See, I feel like Doctor Doolittle also could probably get into uh, some issues there. I mean, he can communicate, right. so he could get enthusiastic consent from it. That's cringy. I'm right. gonna be honest. I'm not saying it's it's okay. I'm just saying that here's where the ethics stands on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so mermaid fucking. So there is the uh, Siasg. It's a Scottish mermaid. C E A S G. Not sure. I think the. No, that's the G H. I was going to say the G H sound, I think, makes a V sound. Oh, G. Yeah. But no, it just, it just ends in a hard G. Um, or rather, it just ends in a G. I don't know if you pronounce it hard, like good, like Siag. Yeah. Or if it's silent, I'm, I'm not sure. I should look that up. I should absolutely look up how to do that. Um, anyway, this is a mermaid whose tail is specifically speaking a salmon. Mm-hmm. So definitely, so more fishy, less like dolphiny or sharky. Like this is, this is a fish. Mm. They live not just in the sea, but also rivers and streams. And there is a lot of myths and stories where if you capture one, much like a leprechaun, they give you wishes. I think there's a lot of like Celtic fairy tales that are very obsessed with like catching things that you don't quite understand. And it has to give you a wish. Mm-hmm. These mermaids in particular, they'll give you three wishes. Uh, to anybody, any fisherman or whoever who captures her. What I think is like really interesting is that like a lot of famous like maritime like sea people. I almost said seamen and I was like, nah. anyway. There's been plenty of seamen on this podcast. I mean, so. already, yeah. <laughs> Sailors. Um, they're said to have these mermaid mothers mm-hmm. because they're supposed to A, inherit like a whole bunch of just like they're amazing on the water, but also in the fairy tales, the, the mermaid mothers are, they have like a vested interest in their children. They, they follow them. They make sure that they're okay. Mm. They warn them of storms. They make sure storms don't really hit them. They lead them to safe harbor. They lead them to good fishing spots. Like they're just like, they're, they're protecting their kiddos. You know, yeah. they're like, they're, they're good moms, you know, kind of thing. 
But, you know, from the water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they have to wait till their kiddos is on a boat to be out at sea. And they're like, hey, what's up? All right. Yeah. <laughs> Go over here now. Because that, that way is death. Because the ocean's going to kill you. <laughs> right, right. So, Scottish mermaids. Salmon. Nice. Salmon. Yeah. Salmon. Oh, wholesome. Mm-hmm. Oh. Half some. Half human, half salmon. Half some. <laughs> you said wholesome, and I was like, we shouldn't eat the mermaid. We shouldn't. Mm. I mean, I the omega-3s are probably in there. I'm going to say. It's prob- oh. It probably is healthy. Yeah. But at the same time, we probably should not eat the mermaid. I don't think you is get that, the three wishes. Is that, is that cannibalism? See, I don't know. Is it a completely different species? Because I'm like, we are okay. Okay, here's a question. Here's a question too. Is the is the is the human part of a of a mermaid made of human parts, or is it made of fish parts that look like human parts? So then, if it's the fish parts that look like human parts, is it like the Impossible Burger version of humanity? Okay. Hey, I love that <laughs> analogy. I love, I want that in a t-shirt. I'm sorry. Is cannibalism, strictly speaking, humans eating humans? Or is cannibalism, from an ethics standpoint, eating sentient creatures? Or is it just eating your species? Right, yeah, yeah. Because I, I feel like, I feel like there are like... Mermaids eating mermaids would probably be cannibalism. Yeah. But is it because there's like a sentience involved? I mean, ants eat ants. Yeah. I guess that's cannibalism. I guess that is cannibalism. But either so way, I think it's eating your own species. So really, if we were to eat, I'm gonna eat God. <laughs> <laughs> that's a weird term. Ladies, I'm just ladies. saying. I don't think God is strictly speaking human. It's some other different type of species that I'm gonna eat. Have one. you have you heard that joke where it goes, um, Jesus presented <gasps> the bread and he was oh. like, "This is my body." And they're like, all right, excellent. And then he presented the wine and he was like, this is my blood. And they're like, all right, excellent. And then he produces a jar of mayonnaise. And Judas goes, Jesus, no. (laughs) I get the religious significance. I get what it means. But at the same time, eight-year-old me was really grossed out by the idea of eating a dead dude. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. Just like, you're, wait, you're telling me this is worship? What? I feel like I feel like this episode has very very devolved from half human creatures to <laughs> low key feral humans. <laughs> like, but, but that was that was the secret theme all along. Da, 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 da. <laughs> it was the cannibalism we had along the way. Yeah, like what separates us from man and beast? Nothing. We are all animals. We just have delusions of grandeur. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm dying. <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> I got the echidna. Echidna? I think echidna. it's echidna, but I, the, oh. th- there's an animal called the echidna. Oh. Okay. So I don't know if it's pronounced yeah. the same or differently. Yeah. Um, it means she viper. It's Greek. She was uh, the wife of Typhon, the mother of monsters, half beautiful maiden, half fearsome snake, flesh eating. She didn't age. Sometimes she's depicted as having a hundred heads. <gasps> That's um, actually kind of cool. Yeah. She's like the mom of Cerberus, who guards the gates of Hades. Puppy! Uh, of Chimeras, of uh, the Sphinx. She was born in a cave. Lived alone until she got married. It's said that she served Hera. Or no, uh, she was killed by Argus Panaptes, I think is his name, who was served Hera. Oh, okay. According to the Scythians, I think is how you say that, um, 
she's the mother of their people and their legends. Oh, cool. Which is cool because she's also considered a plague to men. So, like, how cool would that be to be descended from the original plague to men? Yes. That would be, that would be cool. I'm getting big dragonfly vibes. Yeah. A little bit. There's two other species, or not species, uh, two other cultures that um, have a similar story. There's the Nua, which is the mother goddess in Chinese mythology. Mm. She is said to have held the heavens aloft by maintaining struts that that held them. I, I, I had a hard time finding in-depth things that wasn't also in Chinese. So God, I know. That would be difficult sometimes. Yes. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, she supposedly molded, and according to their, their culture, molded people out of yellow clay that she found and invented Interesting. marriage. Interesting. Um, and then there's the Naga or the Nagi, which is um, like Indian, Southeast Asian. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, it's popular in Hinduism, Buddhism, and Jainism. She was semi-divine. Again, half human, half serpent. And she resided in the netherworld. Well, it was it was like a species of people. It wasn't like one specific god. Okay. It was a species. And so the female were the Nagini, which is um, oh, like the... Oh, snake. Yeah, the yeah. snake. And then the Nagaraha were the king of them. And they were associated with bodies of water, guardians of treasures. They're often seen like carved into temples and stuff as belts or necklaces to show like signs of like this person is a victory is a victor even in the face of chaos. Interesting. So that, I thought that that's, was pretty cool. That's so, badass. Yeah. So those are all kind of kind of like connected in the way that you know you were talking about your centaur stuff. Pretty much out of time. So thanks for listening. We will catch you later with a, another uh probably super weird, possibly cannibalistic uh episode. Yeah. You know the next. huge the huge. The huge. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to like, 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 like. And subscribe to As the Myth Turns on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And email us at asthemythturns at gmail.com. Transcripts for this episode can be found at our WordPress site, asthemythturns.wordpress.com. Our theme song is called Fretless by Kevin McLeod. You can find this song and all his others at incompetech.com. 